Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Last we left the Jink squad, they were going on a two-month journey to the Caldera, the Well of Dragons, and the final battle with the Cult of the Dragon. This is where Severin is. This is where the temple's being raised from the Nine Hells. Danger is imminent, but there is a few days, maybe a week or so time before the ritual to bring Tiamat onto this material plane is set forth. The Jank squad ahead of the army that Leosin and the other factions of Faerun are bringing, they do have a little bit of time to sow mistrust, to figure out exactly what's going on. Well, let's see what they find out on this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Well, the Jank squad as you recall, you were some distance away from the caldera, but being this some distance away, you notice that the valley or the land is just scorched earth. It has been deprived of resources. The trees have been cut down, which Fleeple, you already knew. No shrubbery has gained purchase here. Just barren rock wasteland. Not only being so close to the Honorok Desert, but with the cult of the dragon trying to gather resources to build up the army that they have, the thousands of individuals they have on the caldera itself. As you progress towards the caldera, you will recall that the dragons in flight around the caldera are of their brilliant hue. You'll see all five colors of the chromatic dragons represented here, white, blue, red, green, black, all in varying shapes and sizes. You see large creatures in the distance upon the slopes of the caldera. And every step that you and your horses take towards the caldera further cements the plan that you have set forth. Which, what was that plan that you set forth? We're going to try and get in there, start off on a low level Uh, sneak in there, start to get to learn who the peoples are, start to figure out where the weak spots are, and then maybe from there, based on what we learn, see if we can start sneaking into some of the higher echelons of the cult. Starting as a low-level ranked cult member to see what they can glean, and then maybe start working your way up as you have the paraphernalia given to you by Leosin, Um, and maybe sowing some distrust in between the Red Wizards of Thay or presenting them an alternate opportunity, if I recall from our previous conversations, but a fact-finding mission indeed it is for the three of you. You have your four horses, the three of them that you're riding in. Um, Anything that you'd like to prepare before you go into the lion's den? Ooh, boy. Uh, Well, we probably better get our disguises ready to go, first and foremost. And how are those disguises? I know we've got the hat of disguise, right? Um, So we might be using the hat of disguise, but is there any non-magic or magic means that we're using for disguises here? Like a disguise kit or like fake noses or things like that. Did we talk about Fleeple wearing the hat of disguise because of his winged kobold odd form? 
you know, odd to other because he's because he's very different colored and stuff, right? Like from other cobalt. Yeah, I've got the platinum tinge as well. So yes, and cobalts were treated very poorly in um, the caldera and like lower than dirt. Like like a halfling fleeple. Yeah, that's a halfling fleeple. I'm a real boy. That's one thing I'm wondering. Like as I was scrying in there, watching Severn walking around from room to room. Did I notice any gnomes, any halflings, any owlins? I don't know, any short folks like myself. Yeah, let's have you roll a um, history check, a recall check, whatever that may be here. History probably as you're thinking back to those uh, first times that you were scrying on Severin. Well, that's a nine. Nine. Not, you can't recall the exact image or like uh, face of some of the people that you met, but there were definitely halflings. There were uh, there were gnomes. Um, there were uh, obviously kobolds, goblins. Not so much uh, that you can recall or from what you saw yourself, but there were some smaller folk there that were still in robes, still. Um, interacting with the cultists, not in like a uh, lowly manner, so to speak, like a kobold was. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll try halfling then. Why not? That sounds exciting. Great. Wonderful. So you've got the hat of disguise and you are a halfling. And the hat of disguise is just an illusion, right? It doesn't actually change your form. So you still have your wings that you'll be you'll be aware of as you walk through and crowds. Uh, I mean, up to you, obviously, but that's definitely something that you will be, Fleeple will be on the lookout for to make sure that he has enough space where people don't just bunch, bump into him and feel something that isn't there. So Fleeple sounds like your disguise is taken care of through illusory magic with out of disguise. Mal and Lance, were you going to disguise yourselves other than the robes that you were going to be donning? No, I think, well, I don't have any other means about me, so I think it's just literally the robes. Lance is going to kind of button up his collar again, so his neck isn't showing too much, just because doesn't want to draw any more attention than is necessary in this moment. Lance has his scarf wrapped around his head to cover the helm of brilliance, so that that's kind of in disguise, that that's not seen. Right. And Lance, uh, maybe somebody to consider as well, as you went on this year-long mission to recruit the Zentarum, you were, at to some degree, trying to make yourself known to the Zentarum, right? And so your face could be recognized by the Zentarum if they were here, right? By those who... Ideally, the Zentarum are on your side. Yeah, those who weren't on my side in the Zentarum, but most of them went to my side. Um, I could be recognized. Obviously, Vandal definitely, probably. I could, I could 100% with this scarf do the whole, do a Thor disguise. Now, when you see my face, you can. <laughs> hmm. Like, I could wrap <laughs> part of it around my face, and so it's only kind of like an eye covering that's visible. But that might be obvious, too. Like, oh, look, someone's someone, you know, is just showing their eyes. Maybe. So, I mean, I could do that. Sure, why not? I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, let's do it. It's up to it. you. Just uh, as since we did the year jump, I just want to make sure that since we didn't play sessions and sessions, just bring some things that are on my mind to the forefront here. And Mal, other than the cultist robes, anything that you are donning? I think just the robes. Last time we got in trouble for having the daggers and the pendants. 
So do you guys think that we should take in with us all of our specific, like our, I'm worried that they're going to like search us and find all of our stuff. Do you think we should like leave the fourth horse out of the caldera with our stuff? What stuff? I, I don't know. Our, some of our weaponry or the helm of brilliance or something that, I'm just afraid they're going to take it away from us, I'm but not maybe not. Leaving the helm of brilliance, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean forever. I just mean so we can like be recruited. We just got in trouble last time because we had the last time we were walking into pretend like we were new recruits showing up to the caldera because that's where we were called. This time we're in. We're starting out in lower level robes, but we are not acting as if we're like, yeah, we just joined up. No, we've been a part of it. We're just. Maybe out on a scouting mission or something. Oh, is that the plan? I mean, that's what it can be. That's what I'm saying. Like, we shouldn't... We, like you said, we learned from the last time where we probably don't want to do that because then, yeah, they're going to search us. They're going to think, oh, these are new recruits, so we got to edge them in. Especially because this is like the final... This is the final plan. They've already recruited everybody. They don't... They're not looking for more recruits because this is this is the end game. So my my way going forward that I would propose is that we are not acting like new recruits anymore. We're acting like... We've been in this caldera a while, and we were just out on a scouting mission or looking for food or something. If we want, we could even hunt an animal right now. And there's just so many people working here that, you know, of course you've never seen us before because we have 10,000 employees at this company. Face in the crowd. Yeah. Corporate life, man. It's like in the uh, Avatar of the Last Airbender at the very end, <laughs> where all like all the airships are like, oh. How long you worked here? Oh, yeah, I work in engineering. It's probably why we've never seen each other. That mm-hmm. awkward conversation that they have, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's... We are out on a scouting mission. We're on our way back. We've been here for a while and just keep all of like the tattoos and stuff hidden until we need it later. Yes, so we just need to be confident above all else is kind of the main thing, I think. Mal will... Um, while we before we get to the desolate area of the caldera, well within a, a day's ride, she will hunt a buck. So we'll have at least something to bring in and make it look like we are out from a hunting trip. Yeah, go ahead and roll a survival check then, Mel. Uh, it is pretty scarce game in here, uh, out here because of all the resources that are being depleted, but. I will allow you to add a plus three to your result as a result of you being just so amazing in scarce, harsh conditions. Well, I'm so amazing that I rolled a natural 20 with a plus four to survival and a plus three from the DM's pity. So it's 27. Circumstantial. <laughs> sorry, you take sorry. That. Circumstantial. I take away an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any for you to take. <laughs> oh well. Uh, so that's a twenty-seven to find a buck to bring in, maybe two. <laughs> okay, yeah, it it absolutely is a couple two. Rabbits and they are. And- yes, you got a couple rabbits that you've um that you've been holding on to. You've got a couple bucks. Uh, Fleeple, you're even helping out with some <laughs> holding some of this stuff. Lance, you too. Um, yeah, it's a good haul. It's a good haul. It could feed you guys for quite a while. And 
could be very welcome in the Cult of the Dragon, depending on how their food sources are going here while they are waiting for Tiamat to be risen to this plane. So, well done. Any, um, I guess with that, Jacob, anything you wanted to add to your disguise? I know we kind of cut away to Mal there for a sec. I want to give you that opportunity before um, I start describing you walking through or into the camp here. No, I'm, I'm throwing it up. You convinced me. I'm taking the cloth and my scarf, putting it over my face somewhat, also around the helm, kind of covering up a little bit more. If anybody's played a uh, Final Fantasy or any sort of like TTRVG game, I feel like this like this is the last save point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how you before you get to the, like the end of the game, like you're like, all right, it asks, are you sure you want to continue or do you want to go do other things? I feel like this is the last save point here. You won't be able to save beyond this point. So at this point, we can use all of our coin, use all of our potions, and... Yeah, so what I'm hearing is if we die during the cult, like yes! we're invading the caldera, we can then we can just... save. Yeah, we'll, we'll save scum and it'll be <laughs> Respawn fine. Respawn back to the last save, save point. <laughs> all right. Well, you come close closer and closer to the caldera as your disguises are getting um, established, as you are discussing with each other your plans, your stories. I'm going to have everybody roll me a d6, please. That's a one. It's a five. Six. Great. All right. As you approach the caldera, the sides of the caldera are very steep, um, as, again, this is an extinct volcano. Um, The sides go, they slope upwards, and it seems like the camp of the Cult of the Dragon is just built on the actual slopes of the caldera itself. There is no city here. There is no civilization other than what the cult of the dragon has brought. So there are tents, there are pockets of uh, sections of the cult of the dragon, some flying the blue flag, some flying the black flag, some with intertwined flags with uh, red and uh, white in in certain camps. And it seems that these flags are denoting Maybe allegiance, but maybe uh, the initial uh, sect of the cult of the dragon that people were brought into. So it seems like people have partitioned themselves off, but there is a lot of hustle and bustle between these sections as well. So a lot of mingling um, as they are all one of the cults of the dragon. Some very noticeable features you see as you get very close to the caldera, as you approach the camp, there are very few, if any, guards on the outskirts of the caldera. It seems that they don't feel they need to have any guards or lookouts, and you are able to just kind of walk, for the most part, into the hustle and bustle. And you think, you might be asking yourself, what now, why is that? And it's just at that moment, a gigantic red dragon flies over your heads um, that is very large very ancient even and is patrolling the skies looking for any possible intruders um, or large force and that may explain why they don't have many scouts or lookouts uh, on the ground here some of the other notable things that you uh, take in is there are all races here just all, everybody around Faerun and outside of this material plane seem to be here. 
in fact, there are elves, half elves. There are um, uh, there are magic users. There are uh, gnomes, halflings. There are um, races from the Underdark, the Duergar. There are giants scattered amongst the um, cliff sides or the slopes of this caldera. Not a numerous amount of giants, but there are um, more than a dozen giants. And uh, in fact, you think you might see, recognize a frost fire and a hill giant that are meandering um, some distance away from you, which you might recall from your previous journey that you almost stumbled upon. Then there are some horrifying sights. You see very finely dressed devils roaming amongst some of the cultists. It seems that the Cult of the Dragon have been finding assistance wherever they can to create that rift between this material plane and the one of the Nine Hells. So whether that's through deals, hacks, whatever it may be. But surprisingly, no demons that you can see. It is a a bunch of chaos, though. There are a lot of people milling about, discussing with each other, fights happening, breaking out here and there. Um, There are people entering tents. Uh, There are people being thrown out of tents. A vast number of uh, dragon regalia um, being worn from the lowliest occultist who doesn't have anything but a black robe or even just like a black sash on their arm being ordered about to full-blown five-tiered cultist members. You are in the thick of it. But nobody stops you at this moment. So now that you're in it, what questions do you have or what uh, information would you like to gather just from the initial surveying or um, entering the camp? The first thing I would like to try and ascertain is the names of maybe some higher-ups so that if anybody asks us, like, oh, who authorized you to go do this? We can have a name to drop in that moment. Great. That would probably take some investigation. So we could do some investigation roles there or uh, or go on a fact-finding mission there. That's definitely something that we will be doing here. Not going to be something that is easily gleaned um, as you first enter the camp, though. But if there's nothing else, we can, by all means, start going in that direction. Uh, Mal or Lance, is there anything you wanted to just try and, like, glean from first impressions here? Uh, first impression, as we see those dragons flying above us, can I make can I make out a certain white dragon that you might know? Yeah, go ahead and roll a perception check. Where are you? Perception? That's going to be a... 24. Whoa, 24, okay. Okay. As you are looking up into the skies, sort of gleaning, looking around, you are keenly aware of these dragons, and every white dragon, um, there are some young, wormling-type youth, um, youths flying about, some are actually dive bombing into the cults of the dragon and grabbing people and like taking them off to for their meal. Uh, so yeah. So while others are more dignified, um, one of the more dignified creatures that you see on the slopes, of the caldera near the top, that's sort of just like looking around 
is a familiar white dragon, Arthur at the top of one of the slopes of the Cult of the Dragon. Just sort of looks around, looks down on everybody before he takes up into the air and flies off south for some reason and um, out of sight for the time being. But yes, Arthur does appear to be here. Just checking. And for Mal, as we're walking through, every camp has a hierarchy, and even though people are milling about, just keeping an eye out for if it seems like cert- where, where certain people are gathering, not just walking in between, but where are the black armbands, where are just the robes, and where do the higher-ups seem to be accumulating, because those are important areas. Part of her background as an outlander allows her to remember terrain and by extension I would assume keeps it as like a mental map and so for her she's going to be trying to track where people are and keep a mental map of where certain people seem to congregate that's good in combination with your um, outlander background let's go and have you roll a you know, I'm going to call it survival, actually, a survival skill. I rolled a 22 for survival. Uh, 22. So, Mal, there's a few things to note. As you look around and the higher-ups pr- proudly display their regalia, whether it's the pendant with the three dots emblazoned and proudly showing, or three uh, stripes on their robes directly to help further signify their rank, um, or three distinct tattoos on their face, or whatever the number it may be, right? It goes all the way up to five. There are, uh, there's no question at who has higher rank or higher authority here. The fours and the fives, as, um, as I'll call them, you don't see a lot of them out and about. It seems that a lot of the people running the outside of this caldera, a lot of the camps are more of the threes um, and some of the twos. The fours and the fives, however, with your 22, um, you see um, they really only reside in tents, like some of these large tents, if they um, maybe are heading up a section of the Cult of the Dragon. Um, If you recall, some of the higher-ups in the caldera were recruiters themselves, or the actual heads of specific portions or sects. And so they either reside in the tents themselves that are very opulent, very large, very much like Mondaths, or, and this is something that you notice first, Mal, they are traveling inside the caldera itself. There are, and at this point, you have been sort of doing a perimeter of the caldera, just casually getting the lay of the land here. There are many entrances into the caldera itself, almost like these underground lava tubes. Um, They just go directly into the earth, whether they were burrowed by dragons or whether they were natural formations when this uh, volcano was active. You're not sure, but there are quite a bit. In fact, doing a long surveying or just asking, if you do ask around, regardless, you could find that there are one, two... Uh, three, four, uh, five, six-ish, maybe more entrances down below and into the caldera itself. 
Fleeple, this would line up with your vision that you saw of Severin traveling through these lava tubes to the center inside the caldera itself where the temple is being raised. Um, so a lot of the higher-ups, they don't tend to live outside the caldera. They seem to be going inside the caldera, um, maybe for more important business or their quarters might be there. You're not sure. That's something to further investigate with what Fleeple wanted to do. Now, as a result of that one, Fleeple, as you are milling about, you and your halfling illusion, Mal proudly displaying her cult robes as a half-orc, and Lance with this wrap around you. Lance, it's at this time that you feel a sharp tug. Because I imagine, well, I guess, are you all on your horses while you go this, or are you walking your horses through the camp? Uh, it might be a good good thing to ask. I think walking the horses. Are there other horses and riders in the camp, as we observe from the cliff face, or is it, or, you know, the dip? I mean, there, there are a lot of horses, but um, nobody seems to be on mounts other than those that are of high rank throughout the camp, so... If you are portraying a lower rank, you probably would be walking um, your horses. But having horses, not uncommon. But walking your horses, probably. I mean, especially since we got two dead deer draped over the yeah. back of these horses. So. Exactly, exactly. Which we'll get to where, where we're going to drop that off and how that benefits you, Mel. But Lance, mm-hmm. it's at this time, you feel a sharp tug on your arm but like near your shoulder, kind of like your bicep, and it's very sharp, and you turn around. And as you turn around, you see uh, this, uh, you hear before you really see and take in their face, but a, a voice going, hey, hey, I think, don't I, don't I know you? Don't I know you? And as the whole party turns, you recognize it's Kawab. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as you started that voice, I'm like, that idiot. I, 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 I had somebody who wore this exact color scarf. And Coeb is very intoxicated right now, but is starting to draw attention to this scarf and to Lance Thalen with a, not a quiet voice. This is drawing attention towards yourselves. Yeah, seeing that attention is coming towards us, I reach out and I just kind of shove him in the knee and I say, oh, you want we should take a spoil of war from you as well? Oh, what is happening? <laughs> what? He's a German. <laughs> you have... Uh, uh, sorry. And he leans down and as he leans down, he like is maintaining his balance, but he's really focusing on it. So he like slowly leans down. What did you say... What'd you say to me, little man? You'll see my friend here. He took the scarf from uh, one of the folks that we killed on our way up the ranks. Would you like us to take all? Oh, that's a pretty nice cloak you've got there. I could wear that. Mm, it's a very nice cloak. It's a little tall for you, I think. Oh, oh, is that so? Is Okay, you want to do this right here, right now? Oh, we... I I was just trying to say that I thought I knew this guy and I thought maybe he owed me money maybe maybe he was a long lost pal and here, here you are making a big deal out of it as he starts to stand up he's having a hard time staying uh, on his feet right now oh well I'm afraid you obviously do not know my friend here but remember this name and I poke him in the kneecap and I say Jürgen Lerman remember this name 
Jurg, 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 I'm gonna have Kwab roll a d20. <laughs> okay. Jurg, 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 that's, that's difficult to say. I mean, that's, that's a hard name. And he kind of like stumbles back up to you, Lance, and goes, Jurgen, don't, I could have sworn I knew you by a different name. I just, and he's like looking in your eyes because that's all he sees, right? Because everything else is covered, right? I didn't. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I was clear. That's, that's my name. Oh, you're Jurgen Lurk. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, Jurgen, Jurgen Lurgen. Um, I, I don't know Jurgen. I, I don't think know any here. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> he's, he's, now he's, he's like going through that like, th- he's trying to go through this thought process that is very frustrating uh, <laughs> as an intoxicated man right now. So, Mal? Mal will take him by the arm and just kind of lead him drunkenly over to whoever's on looking whoever's still kind of looking at us and kind of drop him off with them and make sure he sobers up Mm -hmm. okay okay go ahead and roll a (sighs) mal i'll have you roll an intimidation check um if you'd like can i assist and i'll I'll have you assist lance thalen yes okay i will assist by just as as she's about to grab him i very quickly take my hand and grab him around the neck and pull him close. I'll just be like, if you want to keep whatever swills in your stomach from spilling out on the ground, I suggest you back up. Not helping. She delivers him onto the guys. Okay, roll uh, intimidation with advantage, Mal. That's a 25. 25. All right. So, yeah. As these uh, three individuals, uh, there are uh, two women and and one man who, um, as you drop Kawab off to, you shove him into their arms and they grab him and they look up. And uh, it's at that moment they see your massively built form Malamara as you just and just like a soft growl comes out of your mouth as Lance at that moment you take out a knife flip it and uh, it hide it almost immediately as it's just like this passing glance and all three of all four of them just kind of uh, swallow real hard and they go come on Quab. Um, let's uh, let's let's go get you another round okay let's get you um, we, we don't want any trouble here. And uh, they usher him away from you, sufficiently terrified. I am going to roll something else here. We are decisively bad at keeping a low profile. Well, someone roll the one. <laughs> <laughs> Not naming names, but somebody. I mean, that person hopped in to pick up the slack, you know, just saying. <laughs> That's true. I, That's just, true. I just don't understand how your one affected me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's at this time, there is a stocky dwarf woman 
bustles up to you, and she's got this like big apron on with a bunch of blood all over it. And she's like wiping her hands as she walks up to you. Goes, hey, you do us a good service getting that riffraff out of this section here. Uh, looks you up, Mal, uh, specifically. Eh, what do you go by? She's watching the people disappear and completely miss that she approached. And she looks at her. What? Yeah, what do you call yourself? What's your name? She freezes. Gurga. And she shows her her tusks. And she's in her brain is like, I really should have thought this through more than I did. Gurga? Gurga. <laughs> yes. Gurga. Mm. That's very primal, very visceral. Yes, I got it from my tribe. And she just is trying so hard to be like, I'm going to be an orc. And I just don't know. I'm an orc. I'm an orc. I'm an orc. Well, Garga, I see you got some good kills behind you there. She points to the horses with the deer and a bunch of like small critters hanging off that you've trapped. Eh. We'd be, uh, I'd be appreciative if you wouldn't mind, uh, sharing some of your spoils for, um, for our section on over here. You find that agreeable, Gerga? What section is that? Hey, uh, the Wraithia section. We call ourselves the Dark. And, uh, this is, uh, you've walked into, or this encounter happened in a section where those follow one of the black dragons in particular. Raythia, the dark. Ah, obviously, you killed it, you ate it, but, uh, be mighty obliged if you wouldn't mind sharing some of your spoils. The meat's getting a little bit, getting a little bit gamey over in our area here, and I'm in charge, as you can see, as she points down to her bloody apron. I'm in charge, making sure that we're all a little bit better fed than the others. Mouth makes a big show of looking her up and down and then snorts her best work snort and says I could part with a I, <clears throat> I could part with a buck maybe a few rabbits for our new friends what's your name? Buck and rabbits well for now you can call me the butcher um, Mal will untie one of the bucks and two of the rabbits and hand it over to the butcher. Very nice. As soon as uh, you start to untie it, she whistles. <whistles> and a, uh, a human and a halfling come scuttling out from the tent that she was in. Um, and they rush over. And she goes, See that this buck and this rabbit are put in the evening stew for tonight. <laughs> We've got Gerga to thank for it. And so they rush over and grab those items from you and go. And she goes, by the way, what affiliation of uh, what color of dragon are you guys proclaiming? Like, is there a color that you have or are you just wearing the robes right now? Are the robes specific colors for the different dragons? Or are they all the same robe and then adornment on top of it? It's all the same robe and like your pendant or your dagger might have some like ornamentation or your tattoo. Um, if you get a tattoo, things like that. I imagine you would just go in neutral for the time being, right? We're just fans of dragons in general. <laughs> there we go. Dragons, maybe even a few dungeons. <laughs> 
she goes, Ah, where's your affiliation then, Gerga? Uh, Lance will just chime in, like, as we're standing with Gaga. And he'll just say, Tiamat. That's who we're affiliated with. Ah, yes, we're all with Tiamat. We're all with Cult of the Dragon. We're all behind Severin. Where do you reside? Tiamat. All right, fine. Looks at you, Gerga. Looks like you've hooked up with a fanatical over here, eh? Uh, what about you, young ha- uh, young halfling? Ned, I always call every single one of your characters young, no matter what. Or <laughs> little. Just little. I don't know why. He's just little. I'll, I'll have a young character for you one of these days. Don't worry. Oh, you're a little halfling. I'm a little. Oh, you wee babe now. Yeah. Hey, halfling, where are you residing? Where is your affiliation? What are your colors? Well, I reside with the winning team. So, in your opinion, what would you say is the winning team? Uh, as she looks all of you up and down, she's going to roll. She looks at all of you and goes, Ah, you must have just recently come in then. Haven't really put your feet up, I might say, as I look at Anya. Well, if you got no particular affiliation, you can stay in our, in our spot over here. As long as you don't mind calling, being called the Dark Ones, the Darks, Raythea. What, uh, what have you? You certainly have a spot at our, around our table, uh, bringing in such a mighty kill as that, Garga. Why do you follow the Black Dragon? Why do you affiliate with the Dark Ones? Ah, well. And uh, she kind of like uh, starts walking towards her tent and sort of like gestures for you to like walk and talk. Goes. Yeah, see, I uh, grew up uh, in pretty. A uh, traditional dwarven home in uh, one of the mountains up north. Not quite north of the Honorock Desert, mind you, but north enough to be a little bit isolated. And, well, one day, we had a break in. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? A black dragon just tore right through our defenses and slaughtered half of our civilization. It's quite terrifying for some, but... I've always been weird folk, so my folks say, and uh, I found it quite exhilarating, the power, the raw, just the raw power I saw coming from that creature. And from then on, I just decided that uh, I was going to follow power when I saw it. I thought I might as well try to seek those out. I had the brains to follow uh, the creatures on the, in Faerun that uh, were truly going to rise up and overthrow everyone. You get what I'm at. And she comes down with her butcher, her cleaver, uh, and cuts the head off one of the rabbits that had been, um, uh, as she starts to dress it and get it ready for the soup. Yeah, what about you, Gerga? Uh, what, what are you saying? As she's has been telling us this story, Fleeple and Lance, who've been with Mal for so long and know Mal's history with lusting after power, can see in her face she has totally retreated into her own self and she just has this look of faraway shame as she listens to to her lusting after power and remembering what Mal has done in the pursuit of that power and is just deaf into the world she's in her own space she doesn't even hear the question and with Mal's silence, uh, the butcher, she just kind of rolls her eyes and goes, You yellow one, what brought you out here? 
as she just continues to like slice open the rabbit and get it ready for the dinner tonight. What brought me out here? Tiamat brought me out here. (laughs) 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 Well, you just aren't a conversationalist at all. I just think you're a fun. I'm not here to have fun. How do you hook up with somebody like this? As she looks at you, Fleepa, how do you hook up with someone like this? Never mind. I'll shut up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to talk here, apparently. No one likes (laughs) me. You have to pardon my friends, Frau Butcher. They are not so good with the words at times. Eh, well, what brought you out here? Well, there is going to be power to be found in this new world order, from what I understand. And I go to where the power is. Hey, that's why we're all out here, ain't it? Yes, to you, Matt, as she looks at you, Lance. Of course, we're all out here. She's going to bring this new world to order. Yeah. And so, well, you mm-hmm. presumably are the one who's going to help us get in the good graces of the higher-ups in exchange for this wonderful gift we have brought for you. Well, I suppose I could introduce you to some of the higher-ups in our in our section over here uh, with this magnificent gift as he asked nothing in return before I took it. Uh, she's sort of like cocking her head back and forth. I suppose I do owe you a little bit uh, as I certainly didn't offer you a place to stay and uh, a place you could call put your feet up around here. Sure, I could probably introduce you to a few folks around here if you'd like. As she is uh, at this point finishing cleaning out the rabbit and passing it off to one of her lackeys, uh, her workers. Now, Frau Butcher, perhaps I was not quite so clear before. You need not be short with us because we are going to the top. Do not worry. And if you wish to come with us, we are more than willing to have your help. (laughs) Sleep I'll allow you to roll a persuasion check if you'd like. Ooh boy, ooh boy, ooh boy, ooh boy. To see, so she can see the severity and the sincerity, sincerity, severity and sincerity of what you're saying. That's a fourteen. Fourteen. She goes. <laughs> oh, lad! Everyone wishes to go to the top, but and she at this point she uh, is like kind of waving a knife, uh, not threatening, but just sort of like pointing at you. But if you realize. The pain it is of leadership. Why not find yourself a nice middle ground where you have just enough leadership and power that you get a taste of it, but none of the responsibility in case things go haywire, eh? Sure, you'll go to the top, and I'm... (laughs) I'd like to see that for sure. Now, there are those who wish to get to the top, and there are those who get to the top. Do not worry. Well... That'll be the day, I suppose. I'll have to keep my eye on you. As she, um, at this point, she's put down her knife, she's wiped her hands, and she gets herself a cup of something frothy, and she starts drinking it back there. Uh, She wipes her mouth and goes, Well, you could come back here in, uh, I'd say, a couple hours, and uh, we'll have a nice long line, but don't worry. I'll skip you to the front since you brought such a nice gift to us here, Gerga. Um, but feel free to pick a spot, look around. But, please, you can call. You can call this place home if you'd like. Any other um, camps in here that are friendly with the Dark Ones? 
I've got quite a few. I could go over it to dinner with you if you'd like, but... I mean, you walk into most any part of the camp here and people will look on you with at least a modicum of respect. Um, but we all here here for... And she looks right at you, Lance Thalen. Tiamat, after all. Well, out of gratitude for your helpfulness, just something to remember each of us by. And I will pull one by one out of my pack three platinum pieces and hand them over to her. As you do, she sort of had this like lackadaisical approach, but as you do pull that out, before you even get the third one out, she moves with a nimbleness you haven't seen like very quickly in Lance. It actually takes you by, uh, like it shocks you and you involuntarily like go for your dagger, but she moves to Fleeple so quickly and instead of attacking or anything, she just deftly palms your hand and goes, and it's good to meet you too, fella. And she'll just quickly palm those palette and put them in her pouch before her workers can see what um, was offered to her. I will roll a sleight of hand for her. Just um, see. As, okay. as she kind of did that, and as you could tell, that maybe like changed her a little bit of her perception of us. Lance will just say, as I said, we're here for Tiamat. Tiamat's power. Ah. And as you would aptly know, Butcher, some get scraps and some get the fine meat. We're looking for the fine. Hey, Tiamat's power. And she looks at you, Lance, especially after this platinum's been offered. She goes, hey, Tiamat's power, of course, yes. And she's not, like, brushing you off as just a fanatical anymore. She's, like, eyeing you up and down, Lance, and be like, ah, well, of course. Glad we could be better acquainted after all of this. And her whole, like, demeanor has changed slightly um, to be a little bit friendlier to you. To you all, I should say. As we exit the tent or the area, wherever she was doing the prepping, Mal to both of them quietly, as you as quiet as you can, and a, and a bunch of people just, I think maybe we should um, go take this buck and these other rabbits to some other... But this really worked out for us, you know, uh, giving some food to these people. So um, maybe we should go offer some of this to somebody else. And the more friends we have in the camp, the more information we can get. Which color do you think we should go to next? Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, before we do that, though, Manamala, you kind of faded for a second there. I, I just know the path that she's on, you know. And um, I, I realize that where she's going to end up is much worse than where I did. But that's the mission that we're on. So, um, what co- which color? We got a couple here around. Which ones should we go to? This might be a bad idea, but... Let's hear it. Here's the thing. I'm not the best at talking, even though I might make words sound good. I'm not the best at making them feel good to others, maybe. I'm wondering if I could serve a better purpose here. Possibly you and Fleeple go and do as you proposed. I might be able to find out other information by other means. I know that means we might be splitting up and that could get some trouble. We do have stones, though, of sending we can use just an, as an emergency call. What do you think about that, Fleeple? Oh, Jürgen. Or is that it? Works for Jürgen? You. Jürgen, 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 Okay, let's get names down here, because I should stop calling you that. <laughs> Gaga. 
Um, Gurga. We got Gurga. Gurga. We've got Jurgen. Sorry, I froze, guys. I we had two months to come out here, and I just. Gurga. I just I just lost it. <laughs> Gurga. We've got Jurgen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Gurga. Jurgen. Jurgen. And, and Mervin. Nope, not doing that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will go by. Don't vandal this time. Yeah, vandal. Yeah. Um, I will go by Fallon. That's what I'll go by. Fallen. Almost like you're falling, but Fallen. Like a PH. Yeah. I'll go by that. Um, that was the name of my father. Sleepwell writes that down real quick. <laughs> right. Uh, I will be seeing you. And Lance will cast Invisibility. Well, Mal, before he goes invisible, reaches into her pouch and pulls out her sending stone and gives it to Lance. Yes. Lance, go ahead and roll a side of hand. Okay. For casting the spell. In the middle of a bunch of people. Well, I mean, I'd assume you, there's magic people. I assume people aren't just being like, there is. Oh, there's never magic here. There's definitely magic, and sometimes it's easier to do things in a crowd of people than it is. 21. Um, 21. Well done. Okay. You go invisible with the sending stone, also invisible, and you start to go off. Jürgen and Garga, you start to go off into other areas of different camps, it seems, to maybe try to make some friends with some other butchers or some other cooks or other individuals. Now, how that is going to play out, I guess, what what color are you going to be going to first? Or is it just, are you going to roll a die and basically go there? Mal and Fleeple. Yep. Eeny, meeny, miny, roll a d6. Well, we got, we already visited black so yeah we'll do uh name of color by alphabetical order i guess so we've got blue green red white one two three four four uh so we're going to the let's go red i don't want to go to the white let's trash. not go to white Sometimes you I, need something to make a decision uh, for you so you can realize it's not the decision you wanted. <laughs> okay, And there you go. I thought about that and I was like, uh, we definitely can't go, as you said, the four colors. I was like, let's not go to white. <laughs> and then you rolled a white. Yes, red. So it's, it's let's go to the red. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. And Lance, what are, are you going into a particular camp? No, I'm just running. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm going to go to the entrances deeper into the caldera, where you said more of the higher-ups probably would be. I'm not going in uh, as of yet. I'm going to, because I'd imagine they're like, correct me if I'm wrong, they're like lava tubes almost? Yes, they are lava tubes. So I'm going to kind of find those areas and definitely like linger to observe are there guards at these tubes are there certain phrases that are given or maybe magical incantations that are given or received or whatever have you I'm inspecting how to get to 
how to get further into the caldera. Great. Okay. And how long does your visibility last? Is it an hour? I think it's an hour. Until you attack or cast another spell. Either through the sending... Can the sending stone only call once or can it just always call? Um, I believe we said we always it would always call these sending stones that we determined for our benefit. I'll just send a text that says, let me know where you at. So that after I'm done, I know where to go. So I'm not just wandering around. And Malco's new phone, who dis? <laughs> new, new stone, who dis? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> new stone, who dis? Um, well done. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place to pick up next time on I Cast Fireball. So, you've made an ally. Yeah, we made a friend. Look at that. A butcher. The butcher. Where's the baker? Where's the candlestick maker? Do you know the muffin man? Maybe they're here. (laughs) What are they making candles out of? We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Probably earwax. Um, Gross. Just like Shrek. <laughs> Just like Shrek. Just like it's Shrek. The exactly like Shrek. Oh, the there we camp. go. It's the there we go. Right over here. Uh, donkeys is the guard. <laughs> uh, well, he does like dragons. <laughs> some fun, <laughs> tense moments here. We've got Kawab, who popped up. Who I always had in the background being like, "All right, let's see if he pops up." Maybe again. it was good for Ned to lead the way on that because I was like. Oh, I'm I'm immediately stabbing this fool. <laughs> like, I am, I'm gonna do Assassin's, Assassin's Creed kill and just oh you're drunk here. Let me put you on this chair. Leave him on the ground. <laughs> oh, we all run God. away. <laughs> oh man. I mean, you probably could kill him in just one hit now. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I turn on my poison dagger and just. You don't know bam. how much he's leveled up or leveled down. He's drunk. Leveled, leveled down. He's drunk as a skunk say? right now. <laughs> he's drunk. He has disadvantage on everything. He's leveled down. Go home, Coab. You're drunk. Uh, fun seeing that uh, blast from the past. Seeing Jacob's face when I was uh, just right before I said who it was was a treat for me. But we will see what happens next time on I Cast Fireball. Thank you to my players, Jacob, Ned, and Mickey, as always, for jumping and contributing to this super fun, super incredibly intricate world. But listeners, thank you for joining in, as always, for following us on this crazy adventure. If you like what we're doing, if you like what you're hearing, leave a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice and uh, shoot us an email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com if you want to leave something a little bit longer than a review. We also are on social medias at iCastFireball20. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've got YouTube. We've got Facebook. We've got, I think that's it, other than our Patreon, where we have some amazing tiers over there. My favorite being the Patreon-exclusive Discord access, where we, man, we just talk about everything. It's so much fun over there, seeing uh, it going, riffing off of uh, road trip snacks, uh, fun, like, subclasses that people enjoy for the wizards. I think uh, we're going to be talking about some of the other we're going to be going through some of the classes, uh, subclasses moving forward. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just join us over there at patreon.com. I cast fireball two zero. Want to shout out our sister podcast as always improv tabletop. They're doing amazing things. They're doing fabulous stuff. Their second season is 
over, I believe, Ned. Is that right? Yeah, it's been a wild ride, but we finally finished that up, and uh, we're, we've got all kinds of new stuff going on. It's fun and exciting. <laughs> so if uh, long-form campaigns are not your jam, which I don't know why they wouldn't be because you wouldn't be listening to this, um, <laughs> you should uh, go binge their other campaigns that they've got going on, the Avatarverse, um, or... Just look at their fake campaigns that they will be starting up soon, I believe. So don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Tom DM, And around the table, we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, everybody. And we'll see you all next time.